Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A. My name's Doug. So the next sequel I'm going to be covering is one of the probably highest rated ones we'll ever cover on Rotten Tomatoes, budget-wise, the biggest budget, and just how big the movie was when it came out. I was 19. I remember I would go see these at midnight when they came out. We'd dress like pirates. We'd sneak in rum. Sorry, Mom. We'd do it. We'd be like 18, 19, sneaking rum into the movie theater. It's just what we did when we went and saw the next sequel we're going to be covering, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Maybe I'll make sure Jamie has some rum so we can really be pirates and uh, and really review the movie the way, you know, Disney intended. And uh, for it, I talked with an amazing actor. He plays Pintle in the series. You know him from Seinfeld. His small but memorable part in RoboCop 3, Once Upon a Time, so many other things. Uh, actor Lee Ehrenberg. Lee's story was awesome. What was really cool is I connected with Lee and the strike happened like a week later. But we kept in touch. We kept in touch. And then even when the strike was over, I was like, oh, it's over. I reached out to me. He's like, oh, wait another few weeks. Still have to vote on it. I don't want to jinx it. And then we finally connected. Loved it. We covered everything from, you know, his early days, you know, getting into acting at a young age and then connecting with, you know, folks like Tim Robbins, starting a, a an acting a theater troupe. And he had Jack Black in it at one point, John Cusack, like a ton of names. And he auditioned for SNL, which is insane. He was doing, we talked about some of the sketches he did, and they were ones that were so ahead of its time, you know, playing, you know, yeah, some amazing characters. And then we talked about, you know, him foraying from that, you know, getting into acting. His early days, I love talking to him about, you know, drumming up some memories of Perfect Strangers, Night Corps, which are episodes that I'll put his IMDb in the episode notes. You, if you've never seen those shows, watch all of them on Night Corps and uh, Perfect Strangers. Man, the Night Corps, top notch, the two that he are in. And, and of course, Perfect Strangers, but Night Corps, one of the best comedy series of all time. That's enough about Night Court. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now I love talking to Lee. We even covered, we talked a few weeks before the Super Bowl, just before the championship games. So, you know, our little, uh, we tried to predict the future. I think I was totally wrong because I wanted Detroit. But uh, Lee's a big Raider fan, so we talked a little bit of football, but mostly acting. Seinfeld audition. Man, just so much to cover from his career. He has just this memorable face. And he, uh, he he's great at conveying emotion, even in our interview. Great guy. So cool. Uh, do me a favor. Before I start the interview, please like, share, subscribe. YouTube, if you YouTube, go subscribe there as well. Though You can watch an unedited, unedited uh, version of this interview. So you can hear me flub things up like I do during the intro. Last week's episode, I forgot the name of the movie. Such fun things that are happening when you're getting older. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all those things, great. And uh, yeah, so if you like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbor, tell whoever. Uh, that's about it for me. And without further ado, here is actor Lee Ehrenberg. Yeah, Raiders, that's awesome. I'm a Giants fan, so uh, you got my guy. You got uh, Pierce. Yeah, you got your guy. He's an, you know, he's a, uh, his story is just hits me right in the solar plexus. Compton, he's an LA Raider guy. That's when I got into him too. So I just, you know, 
the whole vibes of the city growing up in those days. <laughs> like, you know, it was like the did you, did you grow did you grow up in LA? Yeah, well, Santa Monica, so a beach, a beach, a beach town. But yeah, I'm LA through and through. So how did it all begin? Um, you know, I sort of just found my peeps, you know, in school, in like Hebrew school. Like as a little kid, I was always, you know, comfy in front of the crowd, you know, rather play someone else than share the truth about yeah. my fucking tortured soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it usually is for the art. You know I mean? uh, so, uh, yeah, dude, I got real lucky. It was good. I will say this. I'm a big believer in the power of arts in schools and uh, the creative minds of of people and and luckily that was a big thing you know in my era good theater program there were strong music programs so a lot of a lot of artists came out of my high school was Santa Monica High like my class dude was uh you know basically well Emilio Estevez was like <laughs> the probably the most uh famous from my but Sean Penn, a year older, Robert Downey, a couple years younger, Rob Lowe, wow. Charlie Sheen, a few years later. I mean, uh, Holly Rock. We had an epic group and the musicians. And so um, we were fast times at Ridgemont. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah, you were. <laughs> so anyway, that was my roots. Then UCLA, I joined a theater company or founded one with my buddies most uh kind of famously in terms of his early movie stardom funded it was tim robbins oh no way tim's like my older brother man i owe a lot of my success for tim's belief in me as a young actor college age like we were kind of the jockey click and uh we were being taught in theater school that the you know go do it and we just did it and um I mean, Jack Black came out of our group. He's a few years younger than us. Yeah, but yeah. We started working with Jack, like 12. That's awesome. And if you know Tenacious, Cage, Cage was like an old roommate of mine. <laughs> really? And shows together. I was yeah, just yeah, listening yeah. to I them mean, last night. Like, I love them. And I'm an accountant, so it's like a really yeah. hell time of the year. I work a lot of hours. So I just listen to the music. Mm. I mean, I've loved, ever since they came out, the show on HBO. Absolutely. Man, so good. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant dudes. Wow. And, uh, you know, old, old friends. And, you know, I will say this, a lot of my success in the, in the business is directly related to theater, yeah. you know, starting in the theater, entertaining, uh, understanding that my job as a storyteller is to entertain the audience, do the best you can have a good time, you know, um, and I still definitely feel that about what I do. Yeah. When I get a chance to play, it's always play for me, these characters I get to do. Um, there's nothing more exciting than action. Yeah. You know, it's kind of tightrope. It's a tightrope. <laughs> did know? you do improv? So, Was there improv in your group that you did? A lot of improv of the it, the gang worked we worked in whiteface in a commedia dell'arte style for many years where we would have before we'd even take the stage we'd have to have a complete image of the character we were working on that night and a lot of times we'd take source material and then improv off it nice. and then the guys that were writers primarily tim uh, adam simon who's a producer writer director of many things <laughs> Uh, Michael Schlitt, all these characters, if they were working on a show, the writers, uh, Robert White, Bob White, 
um, they would watch the improvs and they would, in the old days, record it. And then what was good, they kept and worked into the characters. And uh, it was a neat way to work. And we did shows like that for a long time. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the young Hollywood worked with us uh, along the way. And so it really was do these plays uh, Thursday through Sunday. And that would fuel the early auditions of my career. Yeah. The Seinfelds, the the Crypt. Um, the first few movies. I mean, John, John Cusack, who I had the privilege of working with for years, uh, him and Tim, they, they, uh, got, got me hired on tape heads. My, one of my first, Oh really? That's cool. Side card that way. So yeah. Did it, back in the day, like I've talked to casting directors and like, I, sh I'm sure there's mm -hmm. a lot that, you know, their names, but this one lady has a very familiar name, Fern champion. Does that ring a bell at all? Oh, Legend. Yeah, Legend. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Saying like Legendary. of all of all of the names, but she was telling me like back in the day, like what made her different when she was casting for comedy movies. She was like the early person yeah. to go to the improv. She'd hit up Mitzi Shore, be like, "Hey, who's the new guy?" That's where she found Spade to put in one of the Police Academy movies. Did you have somebody come out to to your theater? Yeah, casting directors would come usually on Thursday nights. Awesome. You know. I got a, we got the, my theater group, which was Tim and Johnny Cusack, Carrie Armstrong. So this was 1985 ish. Wow. We all got invited to Saturday Night Live <sighs> to try and, and, but John and Tim really didn't want to do it. I don't know what happened. I, I wasn't ready personally, <laughs> you know, but I was, what an eye opener, you know? Um, That's awesome. Uh, it was the year they hired. I think Kevin Nealon came on that year. Maybe even Phil Hartman's first year. Holy uh, shit! So, do you remember your? Yeah, so you did it. You did it in. Did you do no, it I out audition. there? I got flown out. I just got flown out and then kind of crashed and burned. You know. Oh, but that's cool. You actually got to do it there. So that means you made it through the first yeah. pass. Because usually they'll set up like they, I, like casting yeah. director. Wow. Saw me on stage. That's what I'm saying to yeah. you. This is what. The equivalent of going to the improv. Yeah. She came to a, a, our little theater in Skid Row, off Skid Row in downtown LA at the time. And the show, I mean, Johnny Cuse was in the show, Carrie. Tim was the director. I played this kind of like Max Enormous, this kind of Trumpian narcissist <laughs> that puts on like the, uh, uh, I had a celebrity space shuttle. This was, our shit was way ahead. We were lefty, uh, punk rocks you know <laughs> theater and and way ahead of the curve bro i was we were sat uh satirized. one of my most famous uh characters was a like 350 pound pentecostal preacher <laughs> and, evangelist. and we took that show i did that in new york at the public we were in the the main festival at edinburgh uh 1980 late 80s you know and uh so that those were my that was my roots into it, yeah. you know. And that's rad. Uh, you got to audition SNL. That must have been so weird with no audience, yeah. right? Because it's just four people with notebooks taking notes. Yeah, you're on stage there. The some of the uh, the the writing ca the cast. It was must have been twenty people watching. Oh, okay. Um, I would think I can't. Rem I mean, it's hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a bit like you know. It was. It was. Um, I hadn't done a lot of auditions for anything. You know, I had gotten my equity card uh, 
and started as a professional on stage. Um, <clears throat> and that audition happened before I even had an agent for a theatrical rep. <laughs> so because of that, Tim connected me to one of his agents, first agents, and that became my rep. I mean, these guys, Tim, Tim Robbins really is like, I mean, his, I owe a lot to Tim being uh, a mensch, you know, yeah, helping yeah. his friends. You know, yeah. A lot, Cause a he did Howard by this point, business. right? He did Howard the duck already at the, by 87. Uh, Howard the duck was already out, the, I think. Yes. Harder the Howard the Duck. See, he's a few years older. What year was Howard the Duck? 85? I'm guessing 85. Uh, yeah. Usually all the, I was born in 86. Usually all the movies that I like are uh, like my favorite ones are usually like the year I was born, the year before. Yeah. 86. It came out. Okay. So yeah. 86. So that would have been the year after. Yeah. 86. Summer of maybe that's right. Spot on actually. So anyway, there was a lot of stuff happening, yeah. you know. Oh uh, yeah, man! I at that time I want to say I'm 23 years old, 24. Um, yeah, some some of my early stuff, uh, just about to get cracking in the next year or so as a professional. Yeah. Well, was that always the yeah. goal? Was it always TV, film? Because I know some people, it's yeah, like it theater. It was, yeah. Because theater is like you get the energy. Like I've only done like improv a few times when I lived out in Portland. But there's like this weird mm. thing. It's almost like everyone's looking at me, and you're getting that gratification right away. Like you work on a movie sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't know if people are gonna like the or you're gonna get cut. You know, sometimes your scene gets cut well, from a, a movie. Out you know? of your control. Yeah, a lot of it's out of your control. There's editing, there's camera angles, there's other, you know, start people that are more famous that are going to get, you know, money shot, close ups, yeah. what you're bringing to it, what's your, what's your part of the story. Um, but yeah, growing up in LA, for sure, the movies and TV were always my thing. No question. You know, that's what was my dream. Now, becoming a student of theater and finding my way through the theater, I realized that we are both, we are all. You know, on stage, we have way more control as the artist. And so that, and also you get the instant feedback um, at the end of the night. And uh, it's, there's nothing better, you know, than, than yeah. a chance to do some of <laughs> all of it in your career, right? Um, the, yeah. the, the fact is that more people will see like a shitty movie or a bad TV show appearance, you know, than probably all my stage work put together. <laughs> Even if yeah, you're yeah. playing big, big theaters, you know? So just one, you know, you Seinfeld was, you know, those when yeah. those guys talk about a great thing I was lucky to be part of. Um, the Seinfeld stuff, um, that was 40 yeah. million viewers a week, and that was the rating of the football game. Buffalo, you know, they, they were <laughs> out for 40 million now. I know. And that I was know. NBC's the Thursday night number. Yeah. So viewership, you know, yeah. So right. 40 million. You'd never pack Which that is insane. for your whole career. <laughs> like no matter how good. So, so you said like, this is right on the brink. So it looked like the first, you had perfect strangers, which I watched. It's so fun when I talk to people that are, that were in that era of TV, mm -hmm. that, that area of TV is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's never going to be replicated. 
you know, God, like it was fun. there's just like this weird vibe of it, like that, your night core appearances. But was that the first time you were on set? Was it perfect strangers yeah. or cross my heart? They were both in 87. Yeah. Perfect. Well, perfect. Strangers was my first okay. uh, television. That was uh, eight. I shot that in 87. I want to say. And then, but I had done in that January. It's interesting. I was doing theater at the turn of that year at this place called the Mark Taper Forum, which is a big uh, theater in Los Angeles, the Music Center. And it was an 800-seat theater. And so I I finished that show. And then pretty short order after that, I got Tape Heads, Cross My Heart, the Universal movie with Marty Short, and um, this this other movie called The Underachievers. I think it came out as Night. Yeah, it's real fun, dude. That was like, I'm the main bad guy. I think I'm married to Barbara oh, Streisand's really? sister, Eddie Albert. It was like Coke-fueled <laughs> 80s shit, man. That was an eye-opener, man. That movie was an eye-opener, bro. Um, and um, so I did all that at like right at the same time, basically. Yeah, you're busy. It was really rad. And... Uh, Got going, and then I landed uh, a, a couple months after that the TV stuff and started doing that. You know, fun. Uh, luckily to be typecast, right? The key thing in Hollywood is, yeah, be typecast. Have a type. The casting director, the Fern Champions, if she knew that, you know, sleazy bald guys, yeah. I'm going to get a call. Right, and so that's what you want. You just want to get a shot, you know, and then because everybody's good. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of good players. And especially when you're my age now, uh, you know, every single every everybody's a baller. You know, they still wouldn't yeah. be in the game. No, I agree. It's like so, it's good to be respect, in some off. cases. It's like I've talked to actors that it's like they always play a lawyer. They always play like a certain thing. And sometimes they're like, yeah, but mm. yeah, I wish I could play other things, but I'm getting work. So it's like one of those weird things, you know? But yeah, see, I wish my type was useful. Like part of the thing is like crusty guys with hearts of gold, you know, they, they're memorable roles, but they're not, you know, they come around once every few yeah. years potentially. And um, so, but that's part of the journey, man. I mean, it's like uh, when you're young and sexier or whatever, uh, you know, then I was always the weird, I played a lot of weird boyfriend. I'd be like the shaved head biker boyfriend, or I would put a wig on and did that sh- to audition for uh, oh, I told you that show. It's a shame. I'm, 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 there must be something with whoever owns the rights because it's not on any streaming. You can't buy it. I, oh. I, I watched like a, it looked like a, somebody ripped a VHS onto YouTube. It was really funny. Like. The, the humor mm. was like very like police yeah. academy, not police academy, uh, uh, naked gunish, the the comedy, like the in your the fourth wall types of jokes and. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember. All I remember really was <laughs> Davy Jones yeah. getting to hang with Davy Jones on that episode. It was the most, and and that I auditioned basically with like a wig. I forget even where I maybe from the <laughs> actors' game. To be honest with you. This, I have a, those are the days of Polaroids. I have this Polaroid book and oh, I have some rad. good Polaroids from that. Yeah, one. Just so many cool movies, even the meet the hollow heads. Like I just talked to the director's son, uh, Rob Berman, 
I know I talked to I, I talked to Rob, yeah. Oh Rob. Which I never knew that their family is like royalty uh-huh. and special effects. Like his grand uh, Rob's grandfather yeah. worked on uh the Wolfman sequel sequel in the forties. Dude, and Barney Barney, I think won a yeah, freaking Oscar, dude. Mm-hmm. Barney and Barney, uh, um, Barney did it actors gang with me. Oh, he was really? in some shows and he did, you know, some of our, so anyway, everything's connected. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, it yeah. Definitely is. I mean, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, right. I mean, uh, there's a lot of connections and it's kind of off the connections that you meet people and that's how you get work too. You know, like the cast and actors remember you, but then maybe some director would be like, Hey, we need this guy. I know that he's going to do the job. Hundred percent. You know, uh, trust me, it's harder now because now it's like, who's, you know, there's like all the kind of algorithm to who the value is in the show. So you got to be right for the part. And that's just the attitude the artist yeah. needs to take to pursue it. Cause the, you know, it's, like I say, the business isn't always fun of acting because you're yeah, not going to yeah. win all the time. <laughs> so sometimes you're not right for the part. But you got to enjoy you know? it. Like you said, when you have so, that, when you're yeah. when you're on, you're on. You know, like when you have those opportunities, you just got to say yes. The, you, I, there's a great saying. There's a great saying, and I'm sure you might have heard a version of it from somebody, but um, they pay you for the waiting. Yeah. And the acting you're supposed to do for free. That sounds good. Right? So just, it's good. You have a positive mindset. Like, where else would you rather be? You know, sometimes you have to wait to contribute your your moment. You're doing it. The crew, it's a team sport. It's one thing I love about, uh, you know, the camaraderie that was on it. When you work on a show for a while you get to know these people maybe like yeah. the pirates oh, crew yeah, was God. the same crew for the the three movies i would be same camera guys same gaffers you, know, you get to be friends with these people outside of it so that energy and especially when you're friends with your castmates yeah. off screen it really translates on screen to the chemistry when you got some <laughs> dirt on your friends <laughs> like you have like you just had dinner, broke bread, yeah, or yeah. you know their baby, or you know what I mean. It's they had like, one too many glasses of wine. They told you so, stories that they shouldn't have, and yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, we're yeah. all guilty of that, you know, because it's all it's a good time business. So good energy yeah. is key. You know, good energy is uh, a key to surviving as an artist. You know, you have to enjoy the journey, man, because the journey is yeah, the yeah. destination. And you know, gratitude. When you when I started practicing gratitude as a discipline, um, then I was just more at peace with just the moment to be just because you're always hungry. It's never enough, bro. Acting in unfortunately Hollywood, man, it's never, never enough. Yeah. It feels good. It's it's a, it's it's the neatest thing it's ever. It's addicting. I'm sure it is. You know? When you get off set, it's, you're probably like, hey, "When's my next audition?" Because it's like you're not, you know. Yeah. Well, you're, and also, like, let's say this. Let's when, when really when it connects with the audience, right? So, being at a convention at Dragon Con when your when your TV show's like a hit, or 
walk in that line, uh, sign it, you know, for all the press at a Pirates premiere at Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, it's just you have to enjoy it because it's like you know, it's it would be so disrespectful. Yeah. Right to not really just enjoy it, and, and yeah, I mean, half a life is just showing up with a good yeah. attitude, bro. That's a, it's a winning, it's a way to win daily. For when everybody. was the first time that you? When was the first time you got noticed noticed on the street? I'm sure there must have been something in the late '80s or '90s. Somebody said, "Hey, you're the guy from Night Court," or Tales from the Court. Mm-hmm. That was around 1990. I want to say that was the. F- I was on actually on a plane flight with my mother to her hometown of Baltimore to go see some relatives that were getting up in age and accompanying my mom, a whole detail of secret service agents wanted my fucking picture on the airplane. It was like, there were no digital cameras. It was like, you're on tales from the, I was like, yeah, pictures. Yeah. That was the first time I remember that. So that was, you know, I do, I do admit, pretty heady experience. I I do miss like old technology. My wife's a teacher. So she's having the kids like use actual cameras uh, for like an after school club. She started. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll be honest though. I have a new like iPhone, whatever, 15 pro. And my camera nerd buddy, who's like ultimate camera guy. Right. And a a, a cinematographer. He's like, dude, that's what I would have. You know, he goes, that's the best camera. I was like, so it's so shocking. Cause like now the, the, I don't think it's, it's stigmatized just to take everything on your iPhone. And, yeah, no, I you know. know. Cause it's a high quality. But back in the day, you had to like almost like point and hopefully in two weeks when you develop it, it's a good photo because if it doesn't come out good, yeah. you're yeah. screwed. You have photo mats, man. You have little <laughs> hey, huts where you take you your film. In, yeah. Could drop them in, or you hand it to the guy, and then they would process it. Or you would take it to a, you know, a corner guy who actually. I mean, we, my brother had a dark room in the. Closet. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. How about like for like a? I like digital. Oh yeah, me too. Because you could see it right away, and you know exactly what it is. So how about like auditioning tips? Because I would say your character, the the characters that you play. There's just a way you deliver the lines. Is there a way? Is that like something that you just developed from like the theater days when you were doing some of those like like outlandish characters, like you said? Or I mean, I think it's all. I want to say that's a gift. Yeah, yeah. Like just always. Yeah, I don't know. There's no. I don't try to figure that one out necessarily. Yeah. Um. I definitely am a I, – I'm in the character. I'm not a methody guy unless I need to be, but it's fun to put on the, the, the other character. So I never – my one rule is I, I make my choices not as yeah. me. That's what I would say. Be the character, like whatever that yeah. is, you know. You can't really get caught acting these days. I think I think you could a little. The three camera setup <clears throat> was a little more theatrical. Um, the demands of the acting right now is super hyper real. So you're either the guy or you're not the guy. You have to be real vulnerable. You have to be available. Um, penetrate the screen, you know, with your energy in some way. 
Um, yeah. And, and have courage, you know, that it takes a lot of courage. I respect other performers and I respect the desire to go for it. It's a scary business, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you never know if it's going to be welcomed. Yeah. Like, it helps too like Matthew that. McConaughey losing all that weight. People are going to be like, yeah, that's a little weird, <laughs> but people embraced what he did, you know, but it's just, I always think of that, like, especially mm -hmm. method people, like, uh, like what's the, mo what's the, like the deepest yeah. method or like research that you did? Obviously when you're in Pyre, it's not like you're talking to you can't like call up a pirate and see how you do it but were there any roles like that you ever like did any like deep research at all uh, i mean no yeah no i mean i like i this is what i where i go for my clues history of the period yeah. i like historical stuff i like looking at paintings of it i like to see the way they wear their clothes um Obviously, there's, you know, different forms of speech when certain, you know, time periods, you can't go like being a, this is one, there's a famous theater director, Tyrone Guthrie used to direct plays, uh, a lot of Shakespeare and classics out of this theater in Minneapolis, I want to say. Anyway, he, there's a quote I said, he goes, he loved directing Shakespeare because the actor can't go and say, step on the gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like. You got to be true to the. You got to be true to. The period. To it. Yeah, you step yeah. On, yeah. But then you play. I like the. I like the play. Yeah. I like the. I like the play. I like the listening and and getting you know inspired by somebody else's good choices. You know, be generous. It's a generous sport. You know that's why for improv you're not allowed to say yeah. no. You're being generous. Okay shitty idea but let's run, run with, with it, it yeah. you know instead of you know 100 percent. so what was obviously this was something <laughs> this was something you were you were going to do no matter what like this career but was there like a, a a show or a movie you worked on when you're like okay i can really do this for the rest of my life oh you know, it's funny. No, I, I mean, I sort of knew from like. From Jump that this is you? I mean, kind of like once I got going, you know, I mean, I think from the theater, I knew I was capable, probably 18, 19, 20 year old guy, 21, 22, in that range. Um, Self doubt was for later yeah, in life. I bet you're young yet fearless. After you've. Yeah, you, I, I pretty, I felt pretty much like it was an inevitable, uh, to a certain extent, and that was just plain fucking, you know, really cockiness, and you know that it took, you know, I wanted it so bad too, like admitting and owning and kind of just, I've always owned the desire to, try yeah, to, you know, to want to work. Yeah, you're always working so, ever since '87. Every year. There's like a ton of credits every year. You're doing like 10, 11 shows. Yeah, it slowed down a little bit later. And, you know, I've, you know, the last few, obviously the last yeah. couple of years were slow. And I had a great, great run there from uh, with Once Upon a oh, Time, yeah. really through up until about 10 or something where I got. So there was a lot of good uh, karma used up in all the <laughs> the times they called grumpy in the lineup, you know. Um but it's a it, it's it only takes one business, right? Your life changes with one phone call, one email. You stay positive. 
I mean, I live on the beach up out in California. I get my dog out there. I'm there two, three times taking pictures, enjoying it. Again, when I started practicing the gratitude, instead of being mad at the world like I'm being owed or entitlement, I think it's a natural antidote to any sense of entitlement that you get from the, the, you know, getting a few gigs in this game, you know? Um, so then, and then it makes you hungry, you know, you want, you love it. It's not, it's nothing to, you know, it's definitely been, uh, man, I've really been lucky too. Way more lucky than good. You know, were, were that's the key. Be, but be more, I'd rather be lucky than yeah. good. Doug. Were, were there some moments that were super luck? Like j- just thinking like, uh, like Seinfeld, was that just an open casting call and a bunch of people went up for the role of Mike? It was, I mean, it was a, you know, they brought, I mean, actually, the Seinfeld casting's hilarious because I didn't want to really? fucking go. Yeah, do you know? And it was a total Seinfeld episode worth of of karma. <laughs> really? To be honest with you. Because, yeah, it was in. I don't. Do you know L.A. at all? No, no, I don't know L.A. So, like, much, there's yeah. a anyway. Rush hours and is gnarly in L.A. Yeah, no, I've heard that. Bad yeah. traffic. And I want to say the audition was in the valley, which is against, you know, you're going with all the heavy traffic at like 5.30 on a Friday. (laughs) So I had a shit attitude and I didn't even want to go because of the the drive. And I literally was worked myself up into this like, you know. (laughs) And then uh, I walked into that audition and before I could even open my mouth, it was a room of Larry Charles, Jerry, Larry David. I mean, it was a heavy room. I mean, it was, I didn't even know. It became way heavier because this was season three when the show yeah, went was, meteoric. Yeah. And I walked in and before I could even say it was the parking space yeah. where I'm fighting with George about going back. Um, this is the karma you learned, right? I didn't want to be there. I mean, I didn't want to do the drive, yeah. right? So I kind of had this thing. As soon as I walked in, Larry Charles just goes, Holt, man, are you the guy from that Tales from the Crypt? And I'm like, yeah. And then for the next 10 minutes, he talks about my Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> That's amazing. And how much he loved it. It was the coolest thing. He set me up. And then as soon as I opened my mouth, I do have parking issues growing up yeah. in LA. You know, it's a tough place to park. Um so I understood the character very well. And I just, you know, it was a yeller and I'm good at the yelly parts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And that was the basically the last time I ever, I'd take a rush hour audition. I'll drive four hours. Yeah. Lesson learned. You know? uh, lesson learned. And I, I'm, I tell that story to make fun of myself and <laughs> yeah. my entitled, you know, actors. What is so spit, funny about you know? that show? And I think that's uh, why it's still not saying the other shows sitcoms from that time, like don't hold up. They do, but there are so many real life moments. Like that's something that anytime you're in a parking lot, you have that same thing. You have the person that pulls up and like, they think they're going to back in and that just, the, just your, uh, it's the brilliance yeah. of that observational oh, comedy yeah. that Jerry made 
and 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 of course Larry David's a genius and those writers that crew of you know the Greg Daniels scripts and the I mean just an epic epic uh if you just look the who's who the Carol Leifer and just all these amazing uh writers television is always about the writing stable they are they stir the pot of television cuz you need 20 good episodes yeah. Movies are driven. Movies are driven by directors. Directors have the power in the movie, like a general marshaling an army, from the you know the script, getting that script to the certain spot, getting all the money to get. And you're driving that train as a director, and on stage, that's the actors' yep. medium. You know, as soon as the dress rehearsal's over, the director's on to the next show and the stage manager gives you your notes. You're on your own after opening yeah. night. So, um, so the, I mean, for Seinfeld and, and actually all my, I mean, same with pirates, great writing, yeah. great, great writing. That's a hallmark of a lot of the stuff that resonates with, with my audience and uh, it's one of the things that gives me the buzz about being an actor yeah. is to say mammoth, talk like mammoth words or talk like Shakespeare words or talk like, you know, Larry David yeah. words, you know, that's what I was asking about the line delivery, just the way, just the way you can make your voice go very high and deep all within like a second when you, the Michael Jordan is so phony and then you're like very <laughs> calm in a way but it's high pitched and then as soon as he doesn't buy it yeah. you yeah the way you yell at kramer it's just that's so good that show is unbelievable but no the audition process process quick story i'm sure you've worked with i, I do you know larry hankin and i'm sure you bumped into him one of the yeah why well, know who he is okay yeah for so sure. i helped to write his uh his memoirs and his seinfeld story is like uh, yours worked out his worked out too because he played kramer in the in the series he played kramer and but his they made him keep going back like five times and he got to the sixth time and larry kept making him slam the door like kramer does he said can you come back in and do it again can you do it again and they go okay can you wait in the hallway and he went out there and he's like and he goes to the reception and he goes who's that fucking bald guy in the back with the glasses and the woman goes Oh, that's Larry David. He's the creator of the show. And he's like, holy shit. Thank God I didn't say anything in the audition. <laughs> was that for to actually be Kramer? That was for to the, be Kramer at the start? within the show. Like when when they were doing the pilot, oh, like those two so, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Piven's George in that. Yeah, I know. Which is... and, I went, and Elena Stipe. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Elaine? I went to college. She was at UCLA. Oh, really? The yeah, I always think about Jeremy Pitt. Jeremy Pitt looks older in that, just the way his hair and everything, than he even does like now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they Georged him they out. They Georged him out pretty sure. good. <laughs> yeah. But man, so like with pirates, like obviously, like you said, like your career, you're like, yeah, you're always busy. But that is something that is on a different stratosphere. Like to be in a film yeah. like that, because I'm sure I'm sure you worked on some bigger budget movies over the years, but that is like Waterworld. Oh, I mean, yeah. Waterworld was big, yeah. but I part in that one. But uh, oh, nothing like Pirates. I mean, nothing, and especially for me, Pirates the two and three when I'd already because the first one. I mean, I think that you know the popularity of Pintel and Rigetti. 
like was pretty amazing to get noticed and then upgraded. So that that was pretty fucking cool. I, I admit that. I really yeah. got a kick out of that. To get to be on Johnny's team and to get to see him like be the biggest movie star in the world and to, you know, Keith Richards and just you know, I don't know. It was pretty sweet and, and it hasn't stopped. I'm a pirate for life. I mean, it was still living the ride, just proud of how much. And again, that was about the audience loving it. Yeah. That was about, that was about Jerry Bruckheimer. That was about, you know, Ted and Terry, uh, these writers that have written some of the most incredible characters in Hollywood history, you know, them writing, hello, Paul, you know, <laughs> uh, casting Kira, casting Orlando, getting to work with Jeff Rush. I mean, there was a lot of magical stuff went down, right? So, and then Disney not believing necessarily that they didn't know what Johnny, what Jack Sparrow, was about, you know, yeah. uh, they bet on Haunted Mansion that year. Well, yeah. Right. So that. Well, in those days, I think studios killed their own movie because they would have a franchise coming out that would already be at Taco Bell before the movie mm -hmm. came out. So you're pitching me a toy, but I don't know these characters. It's kind of an oversell, yeah. right? Yeah. And with Pirates, we didn't, didn't have any toys. We had no merch, right? But what happened was the audience goes, wait a minute. I'm going to go see that again and again. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was time. an experience. Like you said, amazing. like the people they cast that were like the yeah. up and coming actors, they obviously went on to do a ton of great stuff. You had people that you knew you had yeah. like the, Jeffrey rush and it just visually, it's like a really cool. Now was that filmed? Did you film that in that big tank in Mexico? No, 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 no. We, in fact, we filmed, uh, well, we filmed, I mean, the first movie we filmed mostly in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Then we were on location in the Caribbean. Master and Commander, the tank in Mexico was taken by Master and Commander when we were shooting the second uh, okay. and third pirate movie. Because Waterworld was that tank then? So, no, Waterworld was Hawaii. Oh, cool. On the big island and not in a water tank. For the most part, on the ocean. That's why it was expensive because there were no computers. I mean, computer, you know, filmmaking changed on the first Pirates. Okay? The, the, you know, the, the skeletal pirate zombies, you know, we were, we were animated, layered film, shot on film. Um, by the time this, the, you know, the computer started, that's when... Uh, ILM got back in the Oscar race. They got back in it. The guys that invented Adobe Photoshop were like the special effects supervisors <laughs> on the movie, you know? It was kind of that. It was Photoshop effects. But to, to erase a background was, a, was an expensive proposition per shot. Yeah. Now, no, now it's not. You, you can do it on your iPhone. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So your your iPhone, this iPhone's more powerful than the stuff they were dealing with 20 years ago by far. Yeah, dude. Film to shoot on film back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's why like Canon Film Group would never go over 90 minutes because that extra roll you had to buy was, you know, they didn't want to put that in the budget. So yeah, cell phone 
got a thousand, yeah. you know, twelve hundred dollar cell phone. You can shoot so much; it's crazy. Four K resolution, <laughs> broadcast quality. Yeah, yeah, insane. Um, so to be a, to be a part of that, to see that, to see the success, the artistry, the huge sets. I mean, oh my god, dude! And for being a stu- you know being a a child of for lack of a better word of Hollywood, you know, uh, seeing like growing up with like Marcus Welby or turning on the streets that I drove to school on or the rookies or a lot of TV stuff, you know, um, all the Rockford files. Yeah. So, That's awesome. It's pretty How cool. quick did you know that there was going to be a sequel? Cause that movie I- definitely right away. I don't know. I don't know I if that was one of those word of mouth movies. Was that like, slow not slow but like open and then got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah yeah it was in the theaters for like nine months ten months something like that it built by far i don't know the exact i'm sure it made more money in its second month than it did in its first kind of thing it was a rarity in fact it led directly to the second pirates dead man's chest was the first movie to be on multiple screens in multiplexes wow because pirates, the because pirates was two hours thirty, two hours forty, something like that. The first one, costing the theater owners an extra screening because it was longer. You said that about the canon. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It's another reason why they orders to get an extra screening in, more butts in the seats for the theater owner. However, the theater owner goes, "Wait a minute, why do we want to have, you know, in these now? Then this, this was when the multiplexes started happening too." So before, before 2005, three, there would be like one, two or three screens mm-hmm. in a movie theater complex. Maybe, maybe four. That was a lot. The 10 to 12 screen uh, concept was later in the 2000s, right? Yeah. And so then they started going, well, we'll put pirates on six of the screens. Oh Take advantage so that was so Dead Man's Chest had that was one of, was the first that I can remember that that uh, they did that with too. So it really responsible for a lot of interesting changes in the game. It's pretty wild. Sure. That's insane. Just yeah. to be in it was cool to be a part yeah, of. Just to be in a movie that is just I don't know, like bigger than a movie in a sense. Like I didn't know about the like what you just said. I didn't know about any of those. But I just think of a movie like that. It's like. Yeah it's up there with the Batmans and like, it's like these rare, like, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's cool. I saw them in the movie theater. It's it was movie. like an experience, you know? I mean, it's not I mean, we're a top, whatever 20 franchise. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be, you know, we're not, a, I wouldn't say like, you know, you got your, you got so many to choose yeah. from, but put us in the top 20. Somewhere, some people might put Harry Potter. Some people might put us number one as their fave. I don't know. But, you know, like just to be included on the oh, list yeah. of your it's Star the Wars. Pi- your it's the best pirate franchise. By far. Yeah. Nobody's tried it By again, right? Close. Nobody tries to do a pirate-like movie. It's uh, Has there been a pirate movie since the I mean, 2000s? Not not a major studio. There's no. I guess reason. the Tom Hanks movie is that a pirate yeah. when they took the guys uh, when they took his ship is they're pirates. I guess right? that was rad. Yeah, that was was rad. Rad. yeah. That but that's against. Yeah, I mean, there's been pirates. Talk about history, but the pirate the 
ever since man went to sea for commerce, there's been yeah. pirates, riverboat, Nile, whatever, all the way back. But the age of the golden age of piracy was just a real short time, you yeah. know, when after really after uh, the Spanish Armada was destroyed. And there was like a few year period when there were just free agents robbing everybody. And that was the golden age. Very what short. A scary time to be like scary robbed time. at sea. That's pretty frightening. It's yeah. like you can get out and run. I guess you could swim, yeah. but you're not going to swim that fast. At least in a car, I can try to run somewhere. Well, it still happens. Well, you'll see those videos of those tankers going and the Somali pirates oh, yeah. coming and trying to board them. Just like, thing. yeah, yeah. This South China Sea. They like they'll take over your yacht and turn it into a floating casino or whatever. It's a lot of crazy yeah. uh, Moluccan pirates, <laughs> Moluccan straits. Uh, gotta be careful you out there, be man. Careful on your yacht, big world. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any favorite roles over the year? Obviously, like I'm sure, but I'm sure that there's like the pirates and like the bigger movies and projects. Are there any I other? Mean, I like to say my next, my next, your next role. I like the one that. I don't know nice. about yet. Always. Yeah, always my favorite. My yeah. next. Uh, I mean, dude, the, yeah. Or something different. Or something different you way. have to play. Like, because you, like you said. I, mean, I love the guy I played on Action. Have you ever seen Action? Oh, that was the one with uh, you know that one? Jay Moore, Jersey guy, right? Jay Moore. Yeah. yeah. That's Bobby G, that, you know, that he's always, like, I did full frontal male nudity on network TV. Uh, that's on my, my resume. Really? First ever. Yeah. Who did? You did it? I did you, it. Yeah. Action, oh, dude. Wow. Seriously, look at that. I got to check it out. <laughs> really? And it was on, huh? that was on UPN, right? Yeah, that was a UPN that. show or? It was on no, Fox. Fox. Okay. Wow, that's pretty wild. How'd they get away with that? Yeah, but you didn't last. I think we lasted nine episodes. Because uh, he blocks it. Oh. And it was so edgy. Really, truthfully, the to be told, we should have been a cable show, and we'd probably still be on the yeah. air. It was really funny, Buddy Hack. We had a great cast, Ileana Douglas. I mean, oh, she's great. It's a pretty yeah. good show. Uh, uh, but the year before, I think the networks all passed on Sopranos, right? Okay. So Sopranos went to HBO. I think it was like CBS. Thank God. Could sure you imagine story. that? Yeah, I could. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like this, but then, then they're always a step late, and so then they were looking for edgy. So we ended up uh, on Fox, and then the ownership of Fox switched, and they went more family. I forget what the deal was. I don't know. I mean, it was a bit above my pay grade, yeah. but that character of Bobby G was a lot of fun to play. Yeah, check it out. The cast is uh, unbelievable. Sort of Buddy yeah. Hackett, Jack yeah, Plotnick's really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jack. Uh, I mean, we had it. No, it was definitely definitely one to really investigate. There's a killer guest stars. It was basically the story of Joel Silver, <laughs> okay, and his adventures in Hollywood. Really? But Jay ended up playing. They originally wanted Oliver Platt to play that part, if I remember correctly. Um, and anyway, I love Jay. I love doing it. He was uber guy to work with and uh yeah we had a lot of fun so that's a that's a really that show is actually uh kind of sneaky long it's a pretty good show it's sneaky can you you go like wait i wasn't expecting it to be this good you know because it was canceled so fast 
a lot of it a lot of it had to do with it was a fox show and it was but it was owned by columbia tristar i want to say so then it was more expensive for them it wasn't a fox produced show so anyway there was a lot of interesting stuff that was a fun one what i like being on californication a lot that was a good show um Mm -hmm. that was a fun one uh star trek of course was always a fun do you go in any star trek cons like comic cons for star trek i have been to a few yeah i'm real proud to be oh you know because i i'm i i I appeared on uh all four of the spinoffs the old ones i haven't done the new show but i did a next gen four or five appearances uh enterprise voyager and deep space I have, you know, I have a fair, a fairly good, uh, 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 Trek wiki or whatever, uh, their fans are the most dedicated fans. I've interviewed, I interviewed an actress. I think she was in one episode and she's like, Doug, you wouldn't believe how much fan mail I get. She played like a, she was like, I, they, I was in a green alien, you know, for, you know, I was on set for four hours. She's like, you wouldn't believe how many autographs they want and like going all these cons. It's, it's pr- truly amazing. They want, that's one thing. I also, the whole fandom, it started with the Trek fan. Yeah. The Trekkie, the Trekker. Yeah. Because they, they were the first show that kind of got, they had their fir- the first fan cons in the early 70s. Uh, they were so far ahead of it. Yeah. They, they're really responsible for a lot of the Comic-Con movement and the whole concept of uh, – you know, fans bringing a show back or that kind of thing. Yeah, the 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 original fans of the show. It's pretty rad, and the stuff they did on air. You know, like the first interracial kiss. Yeah, pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. Like how big that show really. Honestly, I still think Trek. You know, if you look at that, that should be the cabinet. It needs to reflect what the people, the country, the world's a mix. You got Sulu, you got a Huru, you got aliens. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate it. You know, I do appreciate that world and and its inclusivity. You know, it's a great one of the great things about the Trek franchises that it, it always maintained. You know, some sort of trying to make peace with. Uh, the different realms yeah, yeah. of of the universe. Even one, I the I think it's yeah. the sixth one. It's like Christopher Plummer as one of the bad yeah. guys in the makeup, and then uh, you had Red Foreman. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he plays like uh, he plays like this. He looks like an oh, alien dude. dogish in a in a way. Just so cool. Some of the funky yeah. things. Yeah, the Westmores. I mean. My- who did the makeup on that and led that? That's another legendary family of makeup yeah. artists. And one movie I want I had to mention to you because I think it's it's not a good sequel, uh, but I think it's amazing. The people, whoever was the casting director, was like so amazing to put this cast of characters in RoboCop Three. Bradley Whitford, oh, Rip Torn, uh, Stephen Root, yeah. you and. Uh, he, you Jeff and Garland, Jeff Garland, Jeff Garland, and all the a, cops are in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got that because I went to college with a director. Oh, really? Oh, you went with Fred. You went Decker. to school with Fred Decker. Yeah, wow. yeah. He was at UCLA when I was there. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know his so his I whole thing was, was like agent. that too. So he blew up around that same time too because he was doing uh, Monster Squad. Shane Black. Yeah. Shane Black. With That's us, awesome. the whole all the pad of guys, all those dudes, yeah, 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 
So we had the Actors Gang, which was my group. Then there was that pad of guys, Shane Black, uh, Fred, uh, Chris Matheson. I mean, this is a lot of people, That's dude. cool, man. A lot of people that turned out to <laughs> be... Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's wild. A little bit of a golden age, yeah. you know? No, you, I'm not saying you don't get that anymore, but I think now it's more like... Not saying anybody can act because it's still a hard thing to do, but there's like opportunities like with the cell phone, anybody can kind of shoot, maybe get out there. But it's just like there was like this hub. That's you good. go to LA, like back in the day, it was like, uh, who was it? Harrison Ford flipped a coin. And if it was like heads, he was going to go to LA, tails, he was going to go to New York. And then he ended up going to obviously mm-hmm. LA and the rest is history. But there's so many people that had to make that choice. Do I want to do theater? Or do I want to go there? And some people started in yeah. New York, like William Sadler, and then got to a point and he was like, yeah, I want to kind of be in movies. And then let's all, let's change, you know? Yeah. It's different now. I mean, I was grow up here, but I like to say, man, just growing up here, you're just as far away. You might as well be, you know, you're, unless you have family in the biz, you're not, you know, there's no guarantee, yeah. right? There's a lot of nepotism in the game, but, um, the average for the average person, you just get lucky. Somebody sees you at the right time, and then you have a right look, or and then yeah, you nail it. Fit and then you nail or, it. You get your opportunity. Luck can only get you so far. Then you nail yeah, it. Dude, it's, let me tell you something. It's a business where you gotta like nail it every fucking yeah. time. That's the deal. Even if you don't get the job, nail the jokes. Be funny. Yeah, you know, every time. A lot of times, I mean, if you're not funny, then they'll rewrite the joke. Yeah. Right? Because maybe it's not funny. Yeah. But your job is, to, especially like the sitcom or depending, you know, you're either there to set the joke or, or make it make the joke. Yeah. You know? Now, one question I always, this has been so much fun. I'm so happy we finally connected, dude. Like with the strike and everything. But one thing I always like to ask people, like throughout your career, did you ever like keep mementos? Did you like save scripts? wardrobe or like i got some i mean wardrobe you're not usually allowed yeah, to yeah. keep unless you're the or you steal it to give it to you because <laughs> you might uh you, you don't want to just in case they want to yeah, like you know they you hope they call you back you know um i'll get like a sword from my pirate movies i got my axe from dungeons and dragons oh, that's awesome. I got a few little things here and there I don't really want to carry a lot of no, crap I know, around I know. through life, though. You know, you know, you the the older you get, I think you want to shed. You need less, and uh, especially now with digital. I mean, boxes of some photos, digitize them. You can carry hell yeah, a man. Thumb drive, you know. You know, um, so yeah, less is more in terms of that. I have a ring from Pirates, kind of like the class ring we got. Oh, I got cool. a couple of my action figures, modest. A modest but very sentimental collection of shit. An action figure. What was that like? Did they like approach you and be like, "Hey, we need to take these photos for," or they just did it off a of photo from the from set, or just watching the movie? Well, you actually get scanned. Wow. For pirates. That was I'd already this. I did a movie called um, uh, Dungeons. And, I mean, uh, Warriors of Virtue. Okay. So I I got my first action figure. Ooh. This was my first action figure from uh, Warriors of Virtue. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. From this character, Mantos. I mean, it was made by a toy guy. I mean, there's a bunch of the pirate ones. I don't know. 
I give him, I was like not sentimental about that. I let my kid play oh, with them. Cool. All my so they all had their heads ripped off and How destroyed old your kid? by the time you know. Well, now he's a teenager, but when he was a, when he was uh, young, yeah. you know, I gave him all my toys. To that must have been cool. That like the timing of those of that movie. Well, well, he's probably well, the, the, probably the third one, right? He was probably old enough to. He, no, no, he was born after oh, he was? that. He was actually born in two thousand. So right when the third one came out, but uh, you know, he. But at that time too, there was a lot of popularity for like we went on cruises or we got to go to Disney or whatever. So. He got some good cool, out of it as a young dude. Is he? And then again, when is he into it? Time acting. He's a rocker. Oh, really? Man. Nice. He's not into it. No. no, no. He wants to be a rock star. Is that his drum? drum? Oh, that's like, him behind you. The drum set. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's his drums back there, and kind of him and his band. He's got a band to work, and he's talented. That's awesome. So, but I, but I, you know, I encourage it. I mean, I tell him nothing better you could be in your life. You could be a rock star. Everyone. Everyone wants to be one, so might as well try, you know. Show him that clip of Sledgehammer and ask him, ask him if you could play bass. I think you're holding the bass or a guitar. <laughs> I forget what I was. I mean, uh, totally. I had no idea. Stuff me in some tight pants. Rock on, Lee. Thanks. All right, Catch your sun at sunset. And, uh, appreciate it, dude. Peace, bro. Isn't it wild? Like, I think that's what I love about. Hollywood, because it's a career that within the career, people admire other people's jobs. You know, I'm an accountant. I love my job, but I don't know if I'm like, there. it's not like it's out there. I can't be like, oh man, I really love uh, Bob from Des Moines, Iowa's, uh, you know, tax return he prepared for a business. It's not, it's just not a thing, but with acting, you know, people can admire your work. And even though that Seinfeld edition, he was in the pissy mood going against, you know, traffic, Taking forever to get there, and and he walks in and he's like so angry. But boom, I I think it was Larry Charles loved his episode of Tales from the Crypt and was asking about that, asking about that, and boom, right from there he pretty much got the job. So those those are my favorite stories, audition stories, and uh, Pinto man, what a role, man. The guy is a hard, obviously a hard worker. He loves his crap so much. So it's so cool when you see people get rewarded. And and he got rewarded, obviously, years before that and all the roles that he was had on different in shows and movies. But to be in a big movie like that was just a super memorable experience. You hear just the way he was talking about it. And then uh, if you're watching the video, if you obviously heard him, he has an action figure, which is uh, pretty neat. I like that. But, um, yeah. So your homework... Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I didn't check this, but I'm pretty sure it should be on Disney Plus or Hulu. One of those. It's got to be somewhere. If not, it's four or five bucks. Worth it. Awesome movie. I remember seeing the movie theater. I don't remember the movie, but I remember loving it. So maybe that was too much rum. Maybe. So uh, don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys.